0: Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to thank all my subscribers and listeners that dedicate a little bit of time just to hear what I got to say. Thank you so much, but the struggle is real and it continues. Please spread awareness and do your part by making sure that you are subscribed and liking each of the episodes that you listen to. Share my episodes and and spread awareness of my channel and what it is that I'm doing. These things, these little things right here is what helps me grow and helps sponsorship come my way as I am a struggling ex-con. I appreciate the support, the love, and thank you so much for tuning in. More to come. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to the Thomas Freemy TV and podcast show. Hump day! You know, it was one of my favorite commercials. It probably still is, man, the old Geico commercial. And I remember being inside when that commercial came out. And I have a partner that I'm going to end up bringing on the show eventually here sometime if I can wrestle this dude down. But his name was Mike. And if you remember the Geico commercial with the camel, you know, he'd walk around and, you know, hump day. And then he saw Mike and he's like, Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what today is? I don't know, that's probably funnier in my own mind. But, you know, it's hump day, man. It's, it's, it's midway through the week. we pushing. Hopefully the start of your week was good. You're still carrying them good vibes from last weekend. You're prosperous through the, you know, Monday and Tuesday. You're just carrying these good vibes on through the week. Nothing can stop you. You're just a positive ball of energy just moving through the universe and shifting the way that you want it to shift. And making the universe do what you want it to do. That's the power of, of choice. That's the power of, of brain work. That's the power of faith. Knowing that you putting in the work is going to pay off. So let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's do it on this Wednesday, man. Let's keep them good vibes going. Keep them pushing. Stay in that good element. Continue bringing other people's energies up. Keep Keep lifting people up. Keep being positive. Keep being a leader. Keep showing people, you know, how to fish. Don't bring them the fish, but show them how to fish, how to survive, how to move up. Continue being your best self on this Wednesday, man. So, old Kyle Rittenhouse, man, how do you think? How do you think his his past couple nights have been? We're going in a day two of deliberations. I really look for the jury to come sometime late this afternoon. They've already, already requested copies of the jury instructions, pages 1 through 6, and that's kind of relevant because that all deals with the self-defense. So they're back there working. couple odd things, man, couple odd things I've never seen in a courtroom. First and foremost, I've never seen a defendant pick out his own 12 jurors, so I guess what this judge claims he's been doing for the past 20 some odd years is during a trial, you know, they have 16 jurors that sit through the whole process. And then 12 are selected in the end to deliberate. So these 12 are picked in this judge's courtroom by the defendant in a bingo style lottery pick. I don't know if I could handle all that pressure at that time, because I think at that time, like, I just want it to be over. And I think that's you know, that's it. It's, it's just such, you have to remember, this kid has been going through this for over a year now, a year and two months. And then, you know, the past week, I can't even imagine, can't even imagine the the sleepless nights, the anxiety. By the time that this comes, you just want it to be over with. And it's a shift. You have to understand, these things are very hard to explain. You know I'm very good at relating things and and it's very hard for me to find anything in life's examples that I've experienced thus far that I can relate to the, the the stress and pressure that you feel in that moment and and how we as human beings deal with that. It's hard for me because there's there's pockets that I don't even remember which tells me that I just completely sh- you know shut down in those moments. You know, I, I just disengaged, and I can remember when they found me guilty. I had my belt on, um, I was free. I was out on bond, and I had my belt on, my shoe, you know, my shoelaces, all of those things. My family was sitting behind me. The jury deliberated maybe for forty-five minutes. I had barely enough time to really just go outside and and have a cigarette and and um, you know, hold the mother of my child for just a short time it was just her and I sitting in our car and just it was quiet time you know we were just sitting there and I think we kind of both knew that this was the end of a of a road you know and it wasn't long I mean it was a Friday afternoon and my jury went into deliberations maybe around two three o'clock they did not want to be sequestered all weekend. They didn't want to come back on Monday, all of that. So they just decided, you know, yeah, the hell with it. This guy's guilty. Without really knowing the repercussions of what that guilt was going to bring. It was just her and I. And we just sat in the car and I told her, you know, whatever happens to just take care of yourself and, and take care of, of my baby. And uh, that was really it. There's There's really nothing you can say at that point. And then I saw the attorney and, 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 uh, you know, a few of my family members walking up to the car and I I knew it was time, you know, I knew it was time. I got out of the car, her and I, you know, hugged and I gave her a kiss. She said she, uh, she said she couldn't go in. She didn't want to go in if it was okay that she sat out in the car. And of course me being who I am, you know, it's, it's always about me providing comfort for others. So, you know, it's. I just told her then, yeah, you know, just just hang out here, you know. And I remember uh getting out and I told her, you know, I looked at her and and I told her, you know, I'll be back, I'll be right back. I said, Don't sweat it, I'll be right back. And then thirteen yeah. years later, people can't understand this, but it's not for people to understand, it's for the person that is going through this to understand, it's not for any of us to understand what Rittenhouse is feeling or going through, it's for him to understand why this has been brought into his life, just as it was for me to understand, it was hard, I got found guilty, you know the the, the attorney put his left hand on my right shoulder as, as the jury came in and guilty on all counts, guilty on all counts conspiracy to distribute five kilos or more with no proof, no evidence of anything. It's a federal case. It's a conspiracy. They could say whatever they want to say. They could prove whatever they want to prove. So I've sat through, uh, I believe this was in, in total uh, about 12 days, I believe. 10, anywhere from 10 to 12 days if I can remember correctly. But this was a federal trial. This was a full blown federal trial. The United States of America. Verses, And they found me guilty. The bailiff came right over, asked me to remove my belt, anything that I could do harm to myself with. All in front of my family, they stripped me down. Of course, I mean, they left my shirt and my pants on, but put me in cuffs and walked me out the back door. I went to a holding cell in the back and I sat there. I sat there. I sat there until the people came and got me and took me to the jailhouse, booked me in, and, and off I went on a whole new life. You're you're cattled among men. You know, you're herded among men. And that was it. Everybody's life changed instantly, just, just that fast. I remember the mother of my child telling me at one point that, you know, she was just sitting in that car just waiting, hoping to see me come around the corner. And when she saw my family come around the corner and I wasn't with her, um, it it crushed her. And everybody's life just went in different directions from that point. You know, I just got found guilty of a charge that faced 10 to life. I was looking at any amount of time in, anywhere in between there, but everybody knew, we all knew, I was gone for 10 years minimum, a decade, mandatory minimum, federal statute. Thank you, Bill Clinton so it's it's hard to it's hard to imagine what's going through little Rittenhouse's head right now the The long grueling wait I think he did pretty good picking his his twelve. He ended up with seven women, five men. I look for something to come around at the end of the afternoon, but there's a lot to go through we could We could take this into tomorrow. One thing about juries is if they come back fast. It's good in the defendant's corner. It's all in the defendant's corner because... You you have to remember all the jury is instructed to do is... If they find him in self-defense, that's it. They don't have to go through any of the other steps. And they move on to the next count. Remember that they asked for copies of the instructions of pages 1 through 6. Which deals with self-defense. So, I think that these... these These 12 people are really scrutinizing the evidence and and what it stands against. So however the decision goes, it's irrelevant to me. It really honestly is. I just want honestly to know that our judicial system works in the mannerisms that we believe and want it to work. And that's in a just blind fashion, where our citizens, our American citizens, take an interest in the fact that this is a 17, 18-year-old child, and their decisions weigh upon the rest of his life that is going to produce here in our communities of America. Does the boy need to go away for life? Absolutely not. No question not. There's no question not. He's just... He was just a stupid kid that had no thought process. I don't think he had the proper training in how to to think critically. That's not his fault. But what is his fault is his actions. 15, 20 years. I think that Kyle Rittenhouse sacrificed the rest of his childhood in the actions that he did. And pray that he comes home a grown man with the understanding of how precious life is. It took me 13 years to understand that. When we do these things, we have to understand the repercussions, not only of our lives, but of our communities, what we're doing to our communities, what we're doing to our rights. I understood that. That's what made me change who I am and, and, and realize that my life was led in an egotistical sense. It was always about me and what I wanted. And I was killing my communities to do that. So when all that weight of karma came back on me, I understand it came back heavy. But God let me out of my room early. And I appreciate that. And this is why I do what I do. Because I feel in my heart, he knows that I have an ability to deliver a message. I have an experience that he wants me to share. So this is what I'm doing is I'm sharing my experiences in hopes that people understand what my words mean and it changes their life. It changes their life in in a fashion to that maybe it it just gives them a choice. Maybe if Kyle had listened to my podcast prior to Kenosha, which it wasn't in existence at that time, but let's just say it was. Maybe, maybe Kyle would have made a different choice you know here's a guy that has an episode about him playing with guns and he got lucky he didn't he didn't expect the situation to go the way that it did it's just listening to people that have been through these things experiencing understanding the mindset and and relating having enough trust and faith in and what it is that you're receiving to to make a different choice to let it to allow it to guide you into a different thought pattern that's the key that's the key that's the key between parents and children is is that connection that connection where the parent is just lecturing and it's going in and out of the ear of the child or is what the parent's saying resonating in the child because the child has faith and 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 knows that what the parent is saying that they understand it's one thing to give our children advice but are we giving our children advice that they they hear and they understand and they can relate to we have to show more interest in our children and it's hard you know i i understand it's hard us as parents we're out here working two jobs we're trying to to maintain me i'm trying i'm trying to pay my bills day by day day by day and i try to keep up with my 17 year old child as much as i can our, our relationship is a little strained because of our history, but, you know, I this is my world. This is my heart. This is my bloodline. This is my DNA. This is my one hopes of, of furthering, you know, my, my generation and what I'm trying to do. So, of course, I'm interested in every decision, you know, her thought pattern as much as I can be. But I have to survive. I understand this as a parent we have to survive we have to eat we have to pay these bills man these people breathe down our necks so you can't keep track of your child at all times you're 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 hoping that your child at this at Kyle's age at 16 17 years old has enough sense to understand that parents need help too these children have to help their parents But instead, these children are so damn selfish and so egotistical, they they look for these little loopholes in time where the parent is, is working or tired. They know that they can skip off somewhere, just easily lie to the parents and, and go somewhere, buy a weapon illegally, keep it, you know, hide things from the parents. But look, look what happens. These are the things that we don't think about. Everybody's life is, is a million times harder than what it was. The children have to help out too. I understand. But like I say, it's easier for an intelligent person to dumb themselves down to meet somebody at a level than it is for a dumb person to become intelligent to meet that person where they stand. We as the parents, we always have to understand that the children are dumb. These these little motherfuckers are ignorant. So it's up for us to step down to a level to where they understand, to make sure that they understand the consequences. Make sure that our children are not being deceitful and lying to us. And we do that by being better people, by showing that our children can come to us no matter what it is. They can come to us and talk to us. We have to be able to control our emotions, think about what it is that our children are bringing to us. So we can understand what, what it is that their problem really is. So we know how to deal with that. We always have to remember that our children is our investments. That's a number one investment. That's our children is what's going to give you the best return in life. But just like anything else, you have to nurture it. You have to watch it. You have to, you know, this is your portfolio. Just as you would sit in front of your computer looking at your portfolio and, 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 and making sure that your the business that you're growing everything that is what has to be invested in our children first and we are putting our children last second to last if things are getting in the way of time with your children time with your family the root essence of what strength and and principle is family principle core strong United family. If this is what you're trying to achieve and things are getting in the way of that, then you have to correct what those things are. If work is getting in the way of those things, then maybe you have to cut back on whatever your expenses are that is making you have to work so hard to pay to pay for all these expenses. And I'm just talking about certain situations if this is applicable to to you. I completely understand there are just some situations that are just that just seem impossible to get out of. But I promise you, if you just took some time to sit down and just look at the whole of everything that was going on, a solution will come to you. You may not like the solution. It may seem harder in that moment but you have to look at the end results what does that solution produce and we just have to do it but in order to change we have to produce better children children with critical thought process that can think we have to get our children out of these egotistical states where you know every year they want a phone every year they want a playstation an xbox every year they want just this, these latest gadgets that are going up Three, four hundred dollars every year. Phones are now getting the Galaxy Fold came out. It's a two thousand dollar phone. A phone done hit the two K mark. Sooner or later, phones are gonna be twenty five hundred, and it's just gonna keep going up because we, the people, are showing demand for it. Because we, the people, are some selfish, egotistical, narrow-minded people. And and look at the children that we're producing. Children that can walk around with AR-15s, full metal jackets, and kill people. But think that it's okay to call self-defense because I was walking around and I patched up a couple hands. I helped somebody with a sprained ankle and I put out a fire or two. I was there to help people, but yet I was there to, to protect the business. But yet the business had nothing in there to protect. And yet the, the, the owners of the business wasn't even there to protect their own business that I've never been to, didn't know nothing about, but I, I killed people. And then you have half America saying that it's okay that Kyle's a hero because of the criminal record of these people. So just because these people have a criminal record, it's okay to kill them. Well, that makes me feel fucking good, let me tell you. It makes me feel safe in my country. It really makes me feel like I want to go out and better my life because what's the point? I'm a community leader. I'm trying to be the best father that I can. I'm trying to be my best self and I'm trying to help and bring people along with me. But yet if something tragic was to happen to me is people, is is this going to be the mindset? Well, damn, look at his criminal record. It's good that this guy's gone. It's good he's off the street. I don't even give him a ticket, buddy. You did us a favor. Who thinks like that? Apparently a lot of people. So no, this is a lose-lose situation for everybody. Everybody. Nobody comes out feeling better. So what it's about then is making sure that our justice system works the way that it is intended and in the fashion that we, the people, want it to be ran the judge did some some very peculiar things and i've never seen anything like this before i've never seen where a defendant picks his own you know his own jury i've never seen where the jury is not sequestered how, how is that even it's just you you had the o j simpson trial you had jurors that were sequestered for almost a year Remember, that trial went on for like 250 some days. But yet this trial here, the, juror, the the jury was not sequestered. So there was just a lot of odd things, I think, that left room for a hell of an appeal for Kyle. So, again, like I say, his day is not done in court. You know, his day is not done. And again, this may be something political. Who knows? Who knows? But. We, the people need to be more involved in our judicial system and making sure that it's working properly. That's by not avoiding jury duty by going in paying attention, not to not not making prejudicial judgments, not making you know judgments and and being biased but unbiased, just hearing the whole thing, weighing the evidence, and making critical decisions. On guilt or innocence. Because these decisions change people's lives. Some people need to go to jail. Some people need to go to prison. Some people don't. Some people can just catch a charge. And understand instantly. Some people need to go away for 20 years to understand. Some people never get it. This is why we have to make sound judgments. And we have to understand that everybody that's in front of us. Are American citizens that are dealing with some kind of trauma in some kind of way, miseducation, things of that nature. But they're still American citizens. These are still our brothers and sisters. It's still a small community. This is what we have to understand. No matter how they look, how they wear their hair, how many goals they have in their teeth, if they have no teeth at all, if they have bull rings, if they have... Tattoos, it doesn't matter. These are American citizens. These are people that are just trying to survive. We just have to understand these things and come together. They say it takes a community to raise your children. Well, it it takes a country. its It's all of us. These are our children. This is our future of our country. We have to understand the Constitution. We have to understand what our rights are instill them in our children, and protect them at all costs. Because there are enemies, foreign and domestic, that want to take our Constitution away from us. We are the only country in the world that is owned by the citizens. We are the boss. That Constitution is what protects that. This is why people want to come here, the land of opportunity. We have to protect that. And when we're raising the children that we're doing, and when we're raising the children that we are, and we're doing the things that we're doing, we are going to lose those rights. So this is part of the process, man. I don't wish no ill ill will on this kid, man. But what is right is right. What he did was reckless. It was It was not thoughtful. And people got killed. And he has to understand the value of life. And prison will do that to you. Did it to me. Did it to many, many other men and women and whatever's in between. So, man, I love you guys. Happy hump day. May your day be prosperous. As I've said, keep it pushing. Hold a door for somebody. Lift a bag for somebody. Give somebody a dollar or two, man. No matter what you think they're going to do with the money. Don't assume. Just give them, give them the money. Make the day a little bit easier, man. If you got it, give it. Give it from the heart and know that good things come back to you, man, as long as you you continue to put it out there. So you make the first move. You're the boss. You're the creator. Change your world into positivity. Positivity will come back to you. I promise. I love you.